hello, hello, and welcome to Hope's Podcast for all you young'uns out there. God's Story for Kids. I'm your host, Henry. You can call me Hank. And I'm Sophisticated. Sophie for short. Hank and I are so excited to join you for the church's annual theme, the whole Holy Bible in a year. Hank, how you doing? What do you know today? I am so glad you asked. Uh Uh-oh. I've been thinking about things since last week's episode. Oh, yeah? What kind of things? You know, the deep stuff. Like about creation? Kind of. Okay, about God's love? Love is definitely part of it. All right, Hank, spit it out. What have you been thinking about? How much I love when my mom makes my favorite deep dish hamburger pizza yummy! Yay! (laughs) Sorry, what? What does that have to do with last week's episode? Well, last week you asked me to guess what, and I guessed hamburgers, because I was getting hungry and we didn't even get to talk about it. So I told you today that I've been thinking about the deep stuff and creation and love. You know, how much I love when my mom makes my favorite deep dish hamburger pizza. Can we talk about that today? How about we save that for later? Okay, I'll set an alarm to remind us. All right, moving on. I thought we could start today with a segment called There's Some Good News. I love good news. Me too. And today's good news doubles as an interesting fact. I love interesting facts. Me too. Okay, here it is. Last month, the world's oldest land animal celebrated its birthday. Do you want to guess what animal it was? Uh, goldfish. Hank. Goldfish aren't land animals. They live in water. Oh, uh, turtle. Well, turtles also spend a lot of their time in the water, but you're actually really close. It's Jonathan the tortoise. Oh, uh, did you know turtles spend most of their time in the water and tortoises spend most of their time on land? Did you? Yeah, I just told you. Would you like to guess how old Jonathan the tortoise turned last month? Um, seven. Nope. 190. Isn't that awesome? He's the oldest living land animal in the world. That is really interesting. Happy belated birthday, Jonathan. Now, can I give you another interesting fact to go along with your good news? Yep, let's hear it. I think you're going to like it. It's on topic for today. Do you know who the longest living person from the Bible was? I do not. Who was it? Drum roll, please. Methuselah. Methuselah. Okay, how long did he live? 969 years. Wow, that's super old. But, Hank, you said your fun fact was on topic for today. What does that have to do with today's Bible story? Well, Methuselah was Joseph's great, 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 great grandfather. And since you don't want to talk about my mom making me my favorite deep dish hamburger pizza, I thought we could talk about Joseph. All right, let's do it. So last week we talked about creation, how God created the whole world and everything in it. He created everything to be perfect and unified, and it was good. He created the very first people. And they were very good. Yes, and they were very good. But they made a mistake. Uh Uh-oh. Have you ever made a mistake? It's happened to me. Yes, they sinned, and it separated them from God. 
And after that, we see all kinds of brokenness in the Bible, especially with Joseph and his brothers. I have brothers. Oh, yeah? Do you get along with them all the time? Nope. Right. But I bet you get along better than Joseph did with his brothers. They didn't like Joseph so much that they tried to get rid of him. Whoa, that's heavy. God used their mistakes for good, though. Joseph ended up becoming very powerful, and he received special messages from God that helped him save many, many people, including his brothers. You see, there was going to be a time where no rain would fall and crops wouldn't grow. And God told Joseph that it would happen ahead of time. So Joseph started storing up extra food for years and years. And then when the rain didn't fall and the crops didn't grow, he was ready. He was able to use that food to feed many people who were hungry, including his brothers. Aw, that was nice of him to forgive them and even help them after they had been so mean to him. It was nice. Joseph was a super important part of God's story. Hey, Hank. Can you think of another Joseph that was super important to God's story? Hmm. Uh, Joey Chestnut. Who? Joey Chestnut. He's a competitive eater. He ate 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes once. Wow! I was actually thinking about Joseph, Jesus' earthly dad. Wait a minute. I thought Jesus was God's son. He is. God the Father is Jesus' heavenly father. Joseph was married to Mary and helped raise Jesus on earth. Okay, I think I get it now. So Jesus' heavenly father was God. We talked about how Jesus the Son was with God the Father and the Holy Spirit before creation last week. And then Joseph was Jesus' earthly father who helped Mary care for Jesus when he was born in human form. Exactly. See how this Joseph was an important part of God's story, too? Yeah. And as Jesus grew up, he got bigger and stronger and did some really amazing things that only God could do. Do you have a favorite miracle of Jesus? I do, actually. Do you? I like when he walked on water. That is so cool. I wish I could do that. Imagine me going for a swim on Lake Okoboji when all of a sudden my friend comes flying by on a jet ski and splashes me. So I get up and start running across the water until I catch up with them and splash them back. They'd never see it coming. That would be so cool. Oh, what a thought, Hank. What a thought. My favorite Bible story and miracle of Jesus is actually from the book of Matthew, and it happened right before Jesus walked on water. Can I tell you about it? I am here for it. Well, Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, had just died, and Jesus was feeling sad, so he wanted to go be alone. Have you ever been sad and just wanted some time to yourself? Yeah, I've felt that way before. Well, as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was going, and people from many towns started following him. As soon as he stepped off the boat, he saw the huge crowd, and he had compassion on them. I don't think I'd feel very compassionate. I think I'd feel like I still just wanted to be alone. I'm with you, Hank. But check out what Jesus did. 
He took his sadness and turned it into something beautiful. Jesus spent the whole day teaching people and healing them. That evening, the disciples came to Jesus and said, It's getting late and there's nothing to eat around here. We should send people away so they can go to town and buy food for themselves. Mmm, deep dish hamburger pizza! I'm not sure they had deep dish hamburger pizza back then, but they did have something else. Jesus told his disciples that they should feed the people instead of sending them away. They told Jesus, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. I'd definitely rather have pizza. (laughs) Jesus told them to bring the bread and the fish to him. He took them, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then he started breaking the food into small pieces. He gave the pieces to the disciples, and the disciples handed it to the people. Everyone ate as much as they wanted, and they even had 12 baskets of leftovers. Wait, 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 wait. How did they have 12 baskets of food left over from just five loaves of bread and two fish? It was a miracle. Jesus did something only God could do that day. He fed huge crowds with just a little bit of food. Hey, that kind of reminds me of Joseph. Why is that? Well, Joseph also fed huge crowds of people who were hungry when the crops didn't grow. Wow, Hank, great observation. God has such a cool way of providing for us, doesn't he? Do you know how many people Jesus fed that day with the five loaves of bread and two fish? <clears throat> 5,000. We do call that story Jesus feeds 5,000, but actually the Bible says there were 5,000 men that were fed that day, plus even more women and children. Just Think of all those people. So awesome. Uh, Sophie. Yeah, Hank? I think it's time. Time for what? Don't tell me we're going to talk about deep dish hamburger pizza again. Nope, it's not time for that. My alarm hasn't gone off yet. I think it's time for a question from a kid. Oh, great idea. Our question today comes from McCoy. Let's check it out. I've heard stories about Jesus healing people. I was sick, so I prayed for God to heal me, and I still had a cough for almost two weeks. Why didn't he answer my prayer? Great question, McCoy. That actually is a great question that I bet a lot of people have asked. And the answer might be surprising. God always answers our prayers every single time. But he answers them in one of three ways. He says yes, no, or wait. Sometimes God says yes to what we ask for right away. Sometimes he says no because he has another plan. And sometimes he says yes, but we have to wait for it. Oh, so God did answer McCoy's prayer with a yes, but she had to wait for two weeks. That's right. Have you ever prayed about something, Hank? Oh, yes. I talk to God all the time. I tell him if I like my breakfast and how many cars we pass on the way to school and who my best friend is that day and what I think about the tests I take and why my favorite color is smalt. I'm sorry. Did you just say your favorite color is smalt? Yep. Can you spell that for me, please? Smalt. S-M-A-L-T. A moderate blue that is redder than Copen, deeper than Azurite blue, and greener than the luster blue. Smalt. 
The things you know never cease to surprise me, Hank. So random. Thank you. And you pray about a lot of really random things, too. But you know what? I think God loves that. You're telling him about the little things in your day, like the things you might even talk to a friend about. And that's how God wants us to be with him, too. We don't have to wait for something big to happen. We can talk to God about anything because he cares about all of it. Yeah, and he always listens to me, always, no matter what. Even if I talk for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. We get the picture, (laughs) Hank. God is super generous, isn't he? Not only in how much he listens to you or to us, but think back to the story of Joseph and how he used Joseph to provide food for all those people. Or how he used the five loaves of bread and two fish to feed thousands and thousands of people. And they even had leftovers. That's so generous. You know what else God provides generously, Sophie? What? Love. God loves us with a huge, always more than enough kind of love. And because that love is so big and always more than enough, he wants us to share it with everyone we meet. Just like Joseph shared it with his brothers and just like Jesus shared it with his disciples and they shared it with the crowds, we can share God's love too because God gives us his love freely and generously. And that's where your story is part of God's story, kids. He wants you to share his love generously. So here's a challenge for you this week. What is one way that you can share God's love with someone this week? Think about it and then go out there and really do it. And remember, you matter. You are loved. And you are part of God's story. Yes! Now we can talk about my mom's deep dish hamburger pizza! 